0: Too
1: occasionally awesome. I'm Nick Use. Kevin Christie. Dude, I'm eating a strawberry crisp right now. A what? That's what it's called. Ah. It's from Go Get Em Tiger. Right. Part of their pie happy hour. Oh right. Yeah, so a sl- slice of pie, cup of coffee, seven bucks. Um, there's That's- also the possibility that you spill your coffee in your driver's seat when you're getting out of the car to go record a podcast. There's then- a
2: few things
1: in modern life that are infuriating than getting caught up in the small chords. That oh, yeah. You connect your phone to, yeah. Uh, the my my frustrations at the gym went down seven thousand percent when I started using Bluetooth headphones. Yeah, no more getting tangled up when you're fucking lifting a dumbbell or moving to grab something or yep. stretching. I mean, it's changed. It's changed everything. Yeah. Um, when I was in Chicago, I forgot them at home, so I just used my regular ones. And I mean. Seven times in the first 10 minutes I was getting tanked and I was just like, I quit working out forever. <laughs> and I was like, I can't believe how much I need these Bluetooth ones. Yeah. That's a huge thing. If you are annoyed when you're working out with your headphones, invest in Bluetooth headphones. They're the fucking best. Yeah. I want them. <laughs> I don't work out enough to justify that purchase. Yeah, did you restart yet? Yeah, I did. Oh, when?
2: Uh, what, three weeks ago.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah,
2: what's your routine like now? What are you doing? I go about three days a week, uh-huh. and the
1: same, same, uh, same thing I used to do before. Okay, But just harder, faster, stronger, better, Actually,
2: weaker, so weaker, uh, slower, definitely <laughs> weaker and,
0: ha-
1: and, wh- and and with less gusto. Okay, yeah. Um, your ego took a little bit of a hit maybe. You're like, Oh, I'm not strong.
2: No, I definitely knew I was going to be legit like before I went I was like, You're not gonna be able to, to lift. lift the same things you You're can. You're not gonna be more.
1: able to open the door to the gym to yeah. get in.
2: You're I, need I, assistance. I, I had to look at it as like a legitimately starting over situation. Right. Just I like, like sure. ten pounds
1: lighter on everything. Right. Yeah. Um speaking of pounds, I was in Chicago <laughs> eating. All the worst food in the world for you. I
2: was trying to remember what I got at Kuma's Corner. I didn't get Metallica. Um,
1: I kind of think I got. Did you get one that was a burger, though? Because the yeah. Slayer is not a burger. It's no, like I a got open. a
2: burger. I think I. Is there a Black Sabbath or a Pantera? There's, a,
1: there's both. There's both.
2: I want to think I got the Pantera.
1: Um, I legitimately. And Bobby was getting annoyed with me because I couldn't order by the time the waitress was back. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck was that? I thought you were all... I'm like, dude, I had a serious problem picking between burgers that sounded like they'd taste good versus burgers where I just liked the band. Yeah. So, like, the Pantera didn't even have ingredients I'd normally get in a burger, but I'm like, I like them better than Metallica, but Metallica's (laughs) got the better burger option. Yeah, yeah. And it really... And Bobby was like that's this one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. I'm like, I'm not saying it's a wise decision-making process. You're right. It's dumb. But to be fair. I couldn't get it out of my head. Anytime you can annoy Bobby Lee is, is a good day. You should definitely
2: do it. You should do it any any no. chance you get. Yeah. Bug the
1: hell out of him. Because <laughs> he's one of the most <laughs> annoying people in America.
0: <laughs>
1: I posted an Instagram picture today of just me flipping him off. who's <laughs> sitting on the other side of the plane just being so irritating this morning. Those days where we leave wherever we're leaving and we're so tired and delirious that either everything's hilarious or we just annoy each other. Just because we're so irritated, yeah. we're like, well, I'm going to transfer it onto you. We argued for 40 minutes about where to eat, what breakfast sandwich wasn't good enough, I, wh- whose fault it was. I'm like, I didn't make it, motherfucker. Yeah. No, we'll go get, go get one at McDonald's. I'm like, I haven't eaten McDonald's in 18 years. And he's like, well, that's stupid. I'm like, no, it's not. And he's you like, You should make a show about
2: you guys on the road, yeah. but never show any of the stand-up. Oh, no, there's no need. It's just leading up to the stand-up.
1: Well, the problem with that show would be it's me in cities doing stuff and then Bobby waking up at 5.30 p.m. <laughs> so the show would just be me and then I would see Bobby on the way to the show. Yeah. That I mean On the way to the comedy show Uh, It's your your show then Yeah But Chicago Your food is awesome And your comedy crowds Are the fucking shit Yeah Uh, I can identify Who comes out To see me From stand up And the podcast Because From stand up They just go You know Glad I got to finally see you live Or good job again Or whatever And then The podcast fans go Hey, so I'm looking to buy some jeans and I'm <laughs> this, like this this before they even say hello. <laughs> it's so great. So like Japanese yeah. salvage. What but is it exactly? Some guy walked up to me on Saturday. He's like, he comes up and like puts out his hand to shake my hand and he goes What jeans are you wearing now? <laughs> I'm like, these are the... Okay, so where do you get... And then we just had... And there were two other guys like waiting to come up and they were just like perplexed. They are just like what are these guys talking about? Like, The, the show was not mentioned. Comedy yeah, was not no, discussed. Nothing. Just went straight to jeans and the guy was like, uh, uh hi, yeah, I just wanted to say good job. What? what? <laughs> Why are you talking about your jeans with this stranger? Oh, uh, sorry, I'm a denim whisperer. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> um, but dude, it was fun. Oh, and a quick note to any um, people who uh, are white. And feel like they want to tell ethnic minorities some stuff about being minorities. What? Uh, save it. <laughs> Just in general, if you uh, are like, if you think you have some opinions on what a Caucasian is, or like what it's like to be a minority in America, and you're going to tell a minority in America, right. save it. Especially yeah. if you've never left the fucking Midwest or something. <laughs> le- just shut up. And the person I'm talking about is obviously not going to be listening to this, but I'm talking to anyone else who thinks yeah. that they're going to like teach me a couple things. <laughs> You're not. I would You're a white person in America. I would in
2: general. In the Midwest, too. Don't like, go out of my way to tell people of other groups what it's like to be in that group. Oh, I mean... Fucking... In much the same way, I'm not interested in someone telling me what it's like to be white in America. Right.
1: I mean, get the fuck
0: out of here with that. Um,
1: White
2: people... There's a a type of white person that is uh, not used to... And it's funny because, A,
1: they're not used to getting shit. Right. And they didn't see it coming at all. (laughs) Well, I get... uh, It's funny with me, too, specifically, because sometimes I get white people that go... You know these certain types of whatever ethnicities, and they think they're talking to another white guy. Yeah, they're waiting for you to join in. So then I go, "Yeah, I'm not white though, (laughs) so I can't really totally agree with what you're saying." Help you with that. And then they start going, "Oh, I will now take a couple of steps back in my opinions on this matter." Um, But yeah, just be careful. I mean, it's. I find it humorous, sort of.
2: You know what I've, uh, d- I've started doing, and I can't tell you how well it works? Say nothing.
1: Yeah. Sometimes shutting up is good. L- like,
2: <laughs> listen to all the things that are being said, and when someone's like, what do you
1: think about that? I go, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Because like, uh, it's uh, some new shit, and I don't know yet. Yeah, sometimes claiming <laughs> ignorance is the smartest thing you can
2: do. Oh, so, yeah, man, I don't know. And it doesn't seem like it's my thing. Yeah. Um, that doesn't seem like that's my shit over there. Right. That's someone else's shit. Well anyway. Um yeah.
1: so yeah, there was a a stupid situation that happened. But on stage or off? No, no, off stage. All it wasn't right, it. Yeah. yeah, but it was just a conversation that turned racial and then into an argument and then it was just like, Why do people even fucking do that? Um you know. So I mean like Question: Asking questions or trying to f- understand something is is one thing that's great, but like y- telling me i'm you know telling me things as if yeah. you know you know is is a whole nother level of fucking white privilege delusion so- st- i don't even know what you call it, but like running around like you fucking know everything and own the place yeah fuck you um anyway where am i i'm i don't even think I'm anywhere. For a fucking while. I'm back in Lake Tahoe again. I just don't even understand. (laughs) That means you're going to be back in Vegas again in like a month and a half. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think I'm done with that for the year. Uh, Yeah, Lake Tahoe, March 9th through 13th. I hope the weather's good. Um And then in uh, April 1st and 2nd, Fantasy Springs uh, Hotel and Casino. Not a real place. Um, It's in Indio, Palm Springs area. If you you live in the desert. That I'm looking forward to. I want to spend a few days in the fucking desert. That's going to be so cool. Uh, And then I'm going back. I got things that are coming up that I'll have exact dates on include Portland, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, Kentucky, and Chicago before the end of the year. Uh, I'll have exact dates on those, but um, if you're wondering if I'm coming to those parts, eventually I will be. NickYousef.com when all that stuff goes up. Okay. Um. Now let's talk about stuff that we can have an opinion on. Right. Music. Mm. <laughs> uh, fr- Front people. Yeah.
2: Front humans. Fr- yeah. Uh, you made the distinction... Uh, which I wasn't sure, and not everyone makes distinction. Distinction front men, front women. You maintain it has to be someone in a band.
1: Yeah, and here's why. I think it, like people that go solo and make it huge as solo acts, it's 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 already read that they're great front men because they're doing it alone. Right, like Jimi Hendrix, yeah, Prince. James Brown, all those guys, yeah. Michael Jackson, Madonna. I mean, they're so good as front people that yeah. they don't need any other people. Yeah. So if you're going to do a list of best front people, I mean, it, I I literally just said it. Yeah. I said all the people. If
2: if I if if you could include solo acts, James Brown is my number one.
1: Yeah. But those guys are so incredible that yeah. they just like literally rose above and away from bands and if you know some bands are like known for like the lead singer and the guitarist or like they're a fucking yeah. kind of a package deal like guys like you know prince and michael jackson james Brown, They're all they don't even need that shit yeah some guys are in kind of in between like your bruce springsteen he's known as solo but he's always kind of been with the e street he band. has always had the same band yeah but yeah he kind of is like seen because i guess because he goes by his name yeah Instead of like you know a what band, about
2: if it, what, what about the Dave Matthews Band? That's a band.
1: Yeah, he's I not would,
2: like I wouldn't put him on a great frontman list, but he is like a solo <laughs> artist and a band.
1: Um, this is dog rape that I'm. No, watching. I would say that that's more of a band, right?
0: Jesus Christ. <laughs> For those of
2: you listening at home, the ruckus you just heard. My dog tried to get off the couch. Then one of his toenails got hooked into the couch. And then the small dog. And the small dog used this opportunity to try to sexually assault him. Yeah, he
1: tried to rape him. Yeah. And he's sitting there like, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, look, he was defenseless. Took an opportunity there. Jesus Christ. Um, But yeah, front always. that's always a conversation that comes up. And, like, someone will go just casually, just kind of like the greatest basketball player of all time. And then it just turns into an hour and a half long. But what about so-and-so? And then you're, yeah. like, 40 people deep. And it's always fun. Yeah. Um, um, do you want to go first or me? You can go first. Karen O. That was my first one.
2: Well, shut up! Yeah. Sh- I- Karen O fucking face melter. Yeah. Like... I have, by the way, I've never even seen the Yeah Yeah Yeahs live. I've only seen oh, the video. Oh, no way. I never got to see him, especially in like uh, their. So I've only seen video footage of her perform. Yeah. But, dude, that lady yeah. fucking brings it harder than uh, another one. Like, I was going to put, if I could go solo arts, like Janice Joplin. You, yeah. I put her on there for sure. Yeah. Karen O is like that, where it's like visceral. Yeah. And incredible and crazy and singing's great and it's it's just like the, one of the most aggressive and then also like when when it, when you watch her do like a ballad it's like gut wrenchingly sad yeah
1: her voice I've seen them like five times wow live so I've seen every from early on to yeah. like literally two years ago I think it was the last time I saw them. um her on stage is like it she just exudes fucking like manic energy and just yeah. sex appeal and darkness and all of it just kind of fucking wrapped up together. And she comes out and she's always wearing something fucking bizarre. Some weird sequins fucking like cape that goes over her face yeah. with like a veil and she's got like makeup and she's got kind of a weird face anyway. And she just she glides out on the stage. She, I mean, you almost wonder, you're like, that's like a daytime vampire that just wandered onto the stage to fu- and then her voice is not what you think is going to go on behind that yeah. look. You know, um, she's not very like imposing. Like when she gets dressed up and the way she acts on stage, you're just like, I don't even know what to make of this. But i it, you're in a trance almost right away, and her range as a singer is unbelievable. She yeah. can fucking scream. It makes you almost uncomfortable. I, this, she's so good and like
2: you want to be like where did you where'd you get this? like who'd you watch like who yeah. was her inspiration and like it it must be it must be weird to be in a band with someone like that where that becomes the thing you kind of expect her to do but at the same time you're like i don't know how
1: you do this but like it kind of evolved. It wasn't always that like, whoa, what is this lady doing? Yeah. It's, it started to of turn it became a little more theatrical. I think because she was just starting to express that side of herself and then it really people took to it and they're like, what you're doing is unlike any front person in rock and roll right yeah. now and it's fucking amazing. Yeah. I mean, she does this thing where I can't remember the song, but it was on Fever to Tell. Uh, or show your bones, or, or whichever one. Um, she starts singing the song. It's like somewhere in the middle of the song, she starts to yell. Right, and she gets down on her hands and knees and takes the mic down in between her legs, so you can't really see her. Uh, you can't see her face. You can't really see what she's doing, but you can just hear her yelling. And then she comes up slowly uh, mm-hmm. to like kind of sit upright on her knees, but then she's holding the mic. Yelling, yelling, and then she lets go uh, of her hands, and the mic is just in her mouth, and she's facing <laughs> up towards the sky, and she's still screaming, and you're, just, you're fucking belting it into that mic that's just sitting in her mouth, and it looks fucking unbelievable, dude. Yeah, And she's just letting out all the fucking pent-up everything in her body into every song she fucking sings. It's a sight worth Seeing and experiencing To watch them live It
2: must be like You're in the band And after the performance You must be like Hey Karen thanks Like thanks a
1: lot Yeah thanks you, for carrying that All the you, way home You did yeah. it again Uh thanks Yeah you The need band anything? is great Like they, the drummer's great Yeah they perform Their fucking asses off Yeah But she is just on another Level of existence That's it So
2: There's like a weird
1: Responsibility Of
2: front Being a front person
1: yeah, depending, yeah, on the music. I mean, if it's like kind of aggressive, and I don't want to say aggressive, like it's like metal, but it's like kind of like aggressive, kind of indie rock, I guess. Yeah. But you need to have, I mean, you don't need to, but them having that kind of thing up front yeah. really sells the live performance. I, could, I, if you've never seen them or seen videos, a look up videos. But I, I say she's like a cross between Bjork and PJ Harvey. Okay. So Bjork is theatrical and weird and just like a fucking like from another planet and has like weird outfits and stuff. And Karen has a little bit of that. But then she's got that like raw, visceral, just fucking like slit my chest open. Here's my heart and fucking soul. Yeah. That PJ Harvey has. And her lot, PJ Harvey lot is fucking. I saw PJ Harvey once in the Viper Room. It was tremendous. Yeah. She's she's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, she's got that like bare my soul. Fucking here's everything. Yeah. And Karen's like a combination of those two things.
2: Yeah. No, it's otherworldly how good she was. Yeah.
1: I don't even know if they still tour or what their deal is when they put an That's album kind, out. I was.
2: mean, I you know she's married now and I think like maybe has a kid. Yeah. And it also like that kind of that level of performance is not a thing you can sustain past a certain age.
1: Yeah. I mean, she's not that. F- she's not like thrashing around on stage and like destroying her body or anything. It's just It's more how she looks and the kind of singing, you know, she's just letting a lot, it's almost like a dark ballet is what's going on up there, you know? And you watch it and you're just lost in the fucking moment because you're like, what is she doing and what is she going to do next? I remember the first time I saw him, I think was at a music festival. And when you go to festivals, you're like, I'm going to watch 20 minutes of them, 10 minutes of them. You want to get a little bit of everybody because there's a lot of overlap. I went to yeah, yeah, yeah. And five minutes in, I'm like, I'm not going anywhere until this sets yeah. over. I don't even know who else I was going to go run over to see, but I'm like, it doesn't matter anymore because yeah. I can't. I cannot. They were one of the the highlights of the festival that year. There's always five or six bands, and they were one of them. People were just like, that performance was yeah. otherworldly.
2: Yeah, there is a thing where you and they they make great music. Yeah, but you can. You can change the perception of your music if if you perform it to that degree, right? Where it's like, oh yeah, no, I love their music, but if you see them live, it is f- incredible. Uh, I gotta look up their discography so I can tell people where to start. I love that song, Maps. The video for Maps is tremendous. Yeah, that was like, that's what put them on the map, so to speak. That vi- I remember watching that video. Ari and I talked about that video a lot. We were like, that's shit. yeah. Didn't P. Carboni go to like college with her or something? High school? <laughs> yeah had like a big crush on
1: her. Uh, Fever to Tell was the one with, with maps on it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would start with that and then Show Your Bones came right after that. That one is where the live performance is because that's like an angrier, louder yeah. album. There, I mean, Gold Lion, Fancy, Phenomena, Honey Bear, Cheated Hearts. Um, there's just so many fucking great songs on that album. I'm listening to it when we're done. <laughs> um, oh, it's just so good. Its Blitz was a little later, and that was like, that was okay. Zero heads will roll. I mean, they were good songs on that. Uh, they got a little dancier by then. They weren't like as everybody gets a little dancier. intense. But yeah, Karen O. Karen O. Yeah, that's both of our number ones. Yeah, <laughs> Or number five, I guess. Or five. Oh, did you rate them in order of? Yeah, I do. Best. I do. Uh,
2: I do. Uh, um, so
1: why'd you start with five? Oh, you're starting from. F- okay. I yeah, see. five to one. Right, right, right. Um, who's your number two? Um, Zach De La Rocha from Rage Against the Machine. I definitely
2: considered putting him on my list because yeah. when you see footage of those performances, you're like, dude. you're in. Someone's in charge of this f-
1: explosion
2: of a situation.
1: Yeah. Considered one of the best live bands of their ever. Time. Yeah, when they were when they were active, people were always like, "Have you seen Rage? Oh, yeah. dude, you got that's one of your your yeah. must see live acts there." Fucking! They were angry. They were political. They were rowdy. They were fucking take no prisoners in every single way, and it showed itself on stage. They were one of those bands where I, before they broke up and reunited, I never got to see them, and it was one of my biggest like regrets. One of the biggest things I missed out on. not regrets, but yeah. in in live music, I was like, fuck, I never got to see it before they hung it up. Yeah, and then I saw them when they reunited at Coachella in like oh eight or oh nine or whenever it was. And it was really good, but you know it wasn't the same. They're, like, 10 years older. They're not as fucking pissed. Yeah. Zach's hanging out on Larchmont with a BMW. <laughs> like, it's not the same. <laughs> you no, know? My friends saw them. I never
2: saw them, but my friends would go or saw them a few times, and they would come back. They'd be like, dude, I thought I was going to die the entire time. Yeah. They're like, that was the craziest shit I yeah. have ever seen in my life. Yeah.
1: And what besides, like, because uh, what I fold into being a good frontman is, like, you are carrying the persona of yourself and the band and there's like a certain level of like commitment you have and i mean maybe it's not commitment if you're really just that guy but there's a level of commitment you have to like maintain and give throughout you know the duration of of the uh of the band's lifespan you know and they always kind of had that. Like every interview, the way he looked, like you were just, every time you saw him anywhere, and back then there were a lot of, you know, interviews on MTV. It's really the only like interactions you got to have with those bands, but they always seemed like so serious and so like about the message and about the music that anytime you saw him and Tom Morello or both of them talk, you were just like, I'm fucking in, dude. I'm in. Yeah, Let's fucking revolt. Yeah. (laughs) And it was cool. Like, cause a lot of bands don't even have that. They don't even have like a thing, like a hook or a message or whatever. They're just like, we're a rock band and we wear shredded clothing and we fucking hang off rafters yeah. and smash guitars. And you're like, yeah, a lot of people do that though. But try, yeah. to, try to stand out like Rage did. Whether or not they were signed to a major fucking label that was run by a fucking even more major corporation, blah, 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 blah. We get it, but it was still a very special, unique thing. And him and Tom Morello like were able to fucking carry it on. Even Pat, even now that they're done, yeah. like when you hear his name or see a picture of him, you think Rage Against the Machine and everything that goes with it.
2: Yeah, I wonder. I wonder what the. I mean, I remember when they stopped. Yeah, my old manager managed a Zach yeah. Roca, and uh, I would be like. You know, it was like 2001, 2002. I was like, what the fuck? Come on. Yeah. It was like post nine eleven. 11 I was like, this is yeah. the time. Where the hell are they? <laughs> right. Like, come on. And oh, you yeah. remember, he told me, he's like, Zach feels like he can't even catch up. Oh, yeah. yeah. To what's happening. He yeah. can't make music fast enough.
1: Yeah. And then he never really got back. I mean, he had a couple projects that never really kind of took off or yeah. did did anything. Or I think it was,
2: al- it, was, it's, it was almost like that Chappelle thing where it's like, you make something and then kind of not
1: put it out. Yeah. I see him around town sometimes. And every once in a while, I want to be like, dude, what's going on, man? Like, <laughs> Are you gonna, Are you done? Like, what hey, are you... man, we need you. Yeah, write something, record something. What are you doing? Yeah, like host a radio show or some shit. Yeah, like put some shit out there. Be You're... like
2: a Henry Rollins guy who like has a show. Yeah.
1: Curate something. I mean, I don't write know. Write a book. Yeah. Something. I don't know what he's... I don't know what do you, I mean, maybe he's producing shit behind the scenes. Like, who the fuck knows? I don't know. I mean, he seems like he's doing all right. Yeah, I mean, I think they made a lot of money fast. Yeah. So. I mean, Tom Morello's still fucking a million different projects. Yeah. I think the last thing he did, Zach, I think it was, or was it Tom Morello as well? I think it was Zach, One Day as a Lion, huh. was the last thing he did. I'm pretty, I gotta look it up. Um, and that was pretty good, but it was only a fucking EP. It wasn't even like a full-length album. And we're like, all right, it's coming back. And then nothing. Yeah um, Yeah I gotta I gotta look Or uh, do yours And I'll look up one day My
2: next one And I'm not And I honestly Am not really a fan Of this band At all
1: So why would you I'm pick I'm not a
2: Van Halen guy But Diamond I, Dave Can bring it Yeah He's David Lee Roth Yeah He's kind of like The the You know Personification Of Front man this Right Front manatees <laughs> yeah. The dude is Ridiculous <laughs> He had yeah. ridiculous hair. He was all just, like, yellow, like, like cheetah print spandex and leg kicks right. and jumping off shit. He could sing his bag off. And, like, he was just, like, the most ridiculous symbol of rock and roll, like, male excess you ever saw. To the yeah. point where, like... I definitely I never bought I bought a I actually bought his solo record and I have no idea why Eat Him and Smile (laughs) but like I didn't like necessarily listen to those Van Halen songs and be like these are great songs but as a kid you looked at him and you were like that guy's cool he's just a fucking one man party yeah, you're like, that guy looks cool as shit. Yeah. And he's just and like, crazy. This <laughs> like fun. I'm loving. Yeah. And like, I he's, bet you the party goes with that dude everywhere. He was the original
1: Andrew WK. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And he and you were just like, dude, I don't know what this is I don't know what this music is about on any level. What the hell do you mean by Panama or
1: might as well jump. I don't give a shit. Yeah. But you look cool and fun. Van Halen's fun. They're yeah. like they are a fun band to start the day with. When you wake mm-hmm. up and you're like I'm not too motivated. Just put on any Van Halen song, and yeah. you're just like, yeah, I'm uh, I'm ready to go. In the in same way, like you know, the music, like Eddie Van Halen,
2: obviously a tremendous guitar player, one of the greats. Mm. I love like the solos, but again, I didn't connect to the music. Whereas like David Lee Roth is like the guitar solo of a person. <laughs> yeah. It was just like kind of really cool looking noise that you were impressed by. Like this is fun as shit, yeah. but like you weren't like. You didn't. I didn't feel any emotional connection to the music per
1: se. I think I started liking Van Halen and not being annoyed at David Lee Roth because he was like kind of annoying. When you're not yeah. like fami- too familiar with what he's doing, you're just like this guy's kind of a fucking annoying asshole. <laughs> um, but I started liking Van Halen more when I started like just accepting some music as music that can just be fun, yeah. where it doesn't have to fucking mean anything or have to like come from a play. It can just be like. Fucking let's rock and roll and party. And yeah. that's, that's literally it. There's no yeah. message beneath. It's not changing the world. It's not changing anything. It's not about heartbreak. It's, not about the, it's just about yeah. fun. Top of the world. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> bam, ba bam, bam, yeah.
1: You're like, oh, okay, cool. It's Top the, of the, the world. shit that they would like if you were in Days and Confused. If you were living in that era. Yeah. And you're driving a fucking muscle car down the street. Like, there's music from that era that was just fun.
2: Yeah, there's like, you you know, eight, there's tons of, actually, there's a guy I want to have on. Because that's, like, his... That's his era. Uh All the bands he likes are, you know, Foreigner, Chicago, Toto, Van Halen, Rush. Rush is considered better than that. But still, it's just, like, rock. Arena rock. Yeah. And you, you... I was too young for that stuff. Yeah. And it was just like, that was like the the big songs on the radio that I didn't really understand what they were about. I also
1: hated 80s rock and 80s like glam rock. So I just was like, fuck Van Halen. And See, it's I liked out hair.
2: my stepsisters and I were, in, I was into 80s metal a lot. Yeah. Like initially, I really liked Motley Crue when I was a kid. I liked Poison. And then I got, and then I started to like, like Metallica and Megadeth. Uh-huh. And then I you know, got into better music, um, but
1: how dare you just but, say Metallica and Megadeth are not better music? No,
2: no, that they were the beginning of better music. Oh, okay, yeah, but like initially it was like because that was what was popular the radio was like Bon Jovi, yeah, yeah, you know, Slippery When Wet, right? And then and great frontman like, though, and then yeah, great frontman, and then uh, Guns and Roses, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is this is great. And then my, I really, I did really like Motley Crue. Yeah, they were good. I really
1: liked Fear of Pain and
2: Dr. Feelgood. I fucking loved those. They were a favorite. fun rock band, yeah. these guys. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They had their dark moments or whatever, but they were like a fun party. But they were
2: day. like a little, they were an edgier version of like a hair metal band. Like Poison or, I never liked Def Leppard or like, right. I kind of liked Cinderella, mm. but Motley Crue was like a little harder. Like I wasn't into Warrant necessarily, even yeah. though the bass player lived in Montrose. Oh really? He no. He actually no. He lived in Locker Center, like above Foothill. That's was hilarious. Like, oh, the bass player from Warrant lives there. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> live in a. Which quiet is, you know in somewhere. Locker Center that was a fucking big deal. Yeah, but yeah, really I wasn't funny. like I liked Testament, you know. Right. Like, but but again, I, Hair Metal was cool to me because also like the art was so cool. <clears throat> yeah. The the like logos were so bitching. Yeah. Like I wanted to have long hair. The the girls looked cool. It was all just like tight stonewashed jeans and big hair. Yeah. I was like, hey, ladies. Like, that shit was hot. That's funny. Yeah. And you didn't have to think about the music. Yeah. Oh, you know who I loved and I just meant Skid Row.
1: <laughs> Skid Row is kind of funny. <laughs> I, I just Row. never took any of those bands seriously. No,
2: but Sebastian Bach, hell of a front man. Great voice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the music... It was just so... Cool. Like, when I well, looked back... because it was power... I,
2: the, once the power ballad became the way to
1: get... To become a hit band... Every band had a power ballad. But when I, I mean, my perspective on it was like, I, I, I woke up to music. I became aware of like music as a thing to like and identify yourself with. After all that died So when the oh, grunge yeah. era started Is when I started becoming aware of music So that was the only way I could look at that stuff Because I was listening to like Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden All these bands that were just like Ratted clothes We don't give a shit about how we look We're fucking brooding and dark and twist yeah. So then I was like Yeah that's good music And then I would look back at like Poison, Cinderella, these guys I'm like Look at their retarded fucking hair And their stupid tights And their dancing on stage I'm like these guys are a joke All of yeah. them are a joke All of them but and then it took me a while to be like, yeah, OK, this is just fucking you just crank this up when you're fucking driving to the beach on a summer afternoon. And it's fun. And uh, but also
2: some of those guys see to me being older than you, that's some of that stuff was like tough and like spike bracelets and like the scorpions yeah. and Iron Maiden and bands like that. But where you're, like, those
1: are a t- separate class. Yeah.
2: I mean, I, I, he, I'm almost on my top five. Was uh Bruce Dickinson? Yeah, because that we want to talk frontman. Yeah, that guy could sing like crazy. A uh-huh. bunch of ballet high kicks, like leather yeah. spikes. Like yeah. you want to see a guy belt it? Right. Look up Iron Maiden. Yeah, like that guy could crush. Yeah, and like as you know, and it went. I'm also the best art ever, but like, and right. it went out of style. So you kind of think, oh, it's lame. But then you look back, you know, you know. Those shows were pretty incredible. Iron like. Maiden made it through that though. They were a few
1: bands. They did bands for sure. They were too were, good, not to. And they were dark and f- they were fucking metal, yeah. dude. And I yeah. mean Eddie probably is the reason yeah. they were able for to get through. That. Like that guy had yeah. swords and shit. Yeah, I think Eddie was the reason they were able to break through oh, because for sure. he was the face of that band yeah. and he was just like, he was a fucking skeleton. Like yeah. it wasn't like a teased out hairstyle thing. Yeah. You weren't looking at that. You were like, these guys are the devil. As far you know? as
2: like ridiculously priced vintage shirts, the Iron Maid ones, I'm like, yeah, that's worth 500 bucks.
1: Yeah, they do look so
2: Like an 80s one you'll never cool. see again. Like the good ones, you're like, yeah, dude, that one's worth it. Yeah. It's too perfect. Yeah. That that those uh, those those I mean the best. best, yeah. So yeah, Diamond Dave, respect it. Yeah, he made a four-hour movie. He funded himself,
1: and then he became an EMT. Yeah,
2: he's those super weird. He was dude.
1: really weird.
2: He lived. He was Dove Davidoff's tenant. That guy's so
1: weird. Dove was his landlord.
2: It's he's so mm-hmm. weird.
1: Who's next on your list? Um, I didn't do mine in any particular order. Okay. Um, but. I guess we should just get this one out of the way, but Freddie Mercury.
2: See, he, I mean, he's my number one. Yeah, I figured. He's my number one. Yeah. I mean, we're jumping the gun as far as, but I don't know of anyone better.
1: Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to find someone that is, I mean, has the singing ability. Yep. The charisma, mm-hmm. the ability to just like be himself. Like, I mean, the closest obviously is someone like David Bowie, as far as like a unique human being that has otherworldly talent. Yeah. Like, the only other person really like that, I mean, Prince. But again, now we're talking about solo artists. Yeah. And those guys are just, I mean, Freddie Mercury probably could have been easily a solo a artist. A great solo artist. Easily. Yeah. But I mean, Queen was Queen, dude. Queen. Queen was great. Queen is like... One of the best songs of all time is Queen and David Bowie. Yeah. When they fucking join magical forces. (laughs) (laughs) Two space aliens. Yeah.
2: But Freddie... The thing I love about Freddie Mercury, part of what makes him, I think, so great, is he's also a strange-looking little man.
1: Yeah, he was kind of weird-looking. Weird, buck-teeth. The yeah Big gap Push broom mustache Yeah push broom mustache And but The short when, cropped hair Like he didn't look like Any other No Rock star there Like wore the tight clothes Like he could have had The long crazy hair A beard Like he had
2: long crazy hair for, He had long hair for a little bit Before yeah. he had the short hair The signature But it was
1: never suit. like Raggedy fucking no. Like dirty rocker hair No and you, and you But they look, were like Operatic though They didn't have that thing
2: That's the thing I would look at him I'd be like Where do you Where did you find this I obviously had a Shocking voice Yeah but you, th- the fact that he was able to transcend probably extremely low self esteem as a young yeah. man, and being a
1: probably a closeted gay guy for a very long time. Yeah. Did he ever actually come out of the closet? I don't think he did. I don't know. I don't think he ever did. It
2: was. I think it was one of those like just things everyone kind of knew, but I don't know that he officially ever came out.
1: Yeah, I think the closest was when he announced that he had HIV. Yeah, and people were like, pretty sure he yeah. might be. But I mean, that's when all the rumors started going. Freddie Mercury was just
2: like, you don't I, you when you look at those Wembley Stadium, like that those footage. Yeah. You're like, dude, you're kind of the best. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. To He just represented like to be able to like. Represent a band, and then every, you just forget about the rest of the band. And the band, yeah. when you think Queen, you think Freddie Mercury. Yeah, that's hard to do with a lot of. I mean, when you think of a lot of bands, you usually can't identify one of the members for being that great.
2: I mean, a few of my other great frontmen, you you act when you think them, you you much sooner think of the other guy too. But but Freddie Mercury is Queen is Freddie Mercury. Yeah.
1: Yeah, whenever I think Queen, I see Freddie Mercury. You see
2: him. I see him with a scepter in, the, in his in his hand or, yeah. or that pose, that the famous,
1: mic. Yeah, this, yeah, it might be the same picture. It's him, really short hair, the mustache, a tight white T-shirt, sitting out. The like, white tank top. Yeah. For, no, this one's a T-shirt. I'm thinking t-shirt? Of. Yeah. I mean, there's a million photos. The but, one
2: I always picture, because in one of the videos, it like, turns into a logo or something. He's tank yeah. top, white tank top, yeah. white leather pants or jeans, yeah. and he's just got his fists in the air. With the mic, and it's, it's, you know, it's just, the guy's the best.
1: I'm curious to see how that, uh, the movie about his life is going to be with uh, fucking Sasha Baron Cohen. Max playing.
2: Greenfield tried real hard to get the role of Freddie Mercury. Really?
1: Because he doesn't look too dissimilar. No, he could, he could pull that look off.
2: And I feel like he could have done it, to yeah. be honest with you. He would have killed that role.
1: I think he would have.
2: If Sasha Baron Cohen fucks it, it up, I think he should have to go to jail.
1: Yeah. For at least 10 years. Yeah. Until we all forget, which yeah, it's it. going to be hard to forget.
2: I remember they were talking about Frontman and and Sharon Osbourne was in the, was on it, it was on VH1 and she goes she goes there's not a there's a there's no queen songs I don't love.
1: Yeah, they're just fu- I mean it's like and he was so opera Every know. song was a rock opera.
2: Yeah. And because he, he could be that dude, he I mean, could,
1: him singing about bicycles yeah. is like, oh, I'm in, I'm on board. Fuck, man. Um, yeah, he was great. He really was one of the best. I think in 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 a similar
2: way, and I honestly think that the next, my next guy, to a certain degree, paved the way for all un, quote unquote, unsightly frontmen. Uh huh. I mean, you gotta Mick Jagger. Well, I mean. Yeah, Mick Jagger was an odd-looking person.
1: Yeah, I mean, no, I think Freddie Mercury was a little more odd-looking. Mick Jagger had a lot of sex appeal.
2: Yeah, but he was like one of the first like super like like hyper-confident frontmen like that was just like I'm fucking sexy up here
1: when he was younger. He didn't look. He was like a good-looking young guy. Like the yeah. the Rolling Stones yeah. have been around so long. Yeah. that. <laughs> The young Rolling Stones aren't even the Rolling Stones anyone thinks about. Yeah, no. like when you look at like early back on like de- the Decade Days or whatever, you look at those guys and you are like, "That's not the same band." Like they're oh, yeah. they're children. Yeah. they're like eighteen. Yeah, and they look like babies. They
2: might as well be the Jackson Five.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, they're so baby faced. Yeah. It's so funny, but then when they turned into what they what they became now, you know, they started falling apart and the fucking. I mean, drugs and who booze.
2: who comes before him really? I can't it's um, really as far as like the huge outlandish like like so big performance-wise like I don't know who I don't really predates him. I don't know. Cuz the, the Beatles they weren't like that.
1: No, they were like kind of straight-laced yeah, all at the time. Yeah. And and before them there was no like rock bands. Well, I mean the the only person that would predate any of those guys who well, I mean, Jerry Lee Lewis and and, and Elvis, Elvis Presley. Presley, yeah, they and James Brown. I mean, they paved the way yeah. for all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, they were the ones that were like, you can move your hips on national TV, and yeah. it's gonna cause a problem. But you see, uh, you
2: see a lot of Elvis and James yeah. Brown in Mick Jagger, for sure. Yeah, but then yeah. he was obsessed with the blues and stuff, Howlin' Wolf, Muddy Waters, right, stuff
1: yeah, like yeah. that. yeah. there's blues all over the Rolling. But Stones.
2: he, yeah, as but just as far as that, like the stadium version of like the, especially Brit, the British version of it too. Right. Mick Jagger kind of, I think was like a, the, the trailblazer.
1: Yeah. I mean, he, he, I mean the trailblazers were Elvis and Jerry Lee Lewis and all those guys, but that he kind of took it mainstream. Yeah. He took what they were doing and was like, let's, we can all fucking do this in a stadium and fucking party hard. Yeah.
2: But then with him, you think Keith, Him and Keith. Him and Keith. You don't. When you think the Stones, you think Mick Jagger and Keith. Yeah, Keith is too important. Yeah, they're
1: kind of. There's. Yeah, they're sort of
2: like a pair. I see. Like when I picture the Stones, I see you know, like you see Mick walking like a chicken, and then you see Keith like right next to him. Yeah, it's they're right there.
1: Yeah, they are. I mean, mean, they are a pair. They're like kind of like how you'd say Zach and Tom Morello. They're always like they're neither of them. Neither one is too far from the other. Yeah because they both like embodied the sound and the look and the and the ideology behind it and the stones were the same way they were like we fucking you know dress sexy and weird we party fucking hard we yeah. rock out we're a blues rock band and you can't really have one without the other cuz you got to have Keith on guitar and you have to have Mick fucking up there with his shirt open fucking Grinding his hips away. Yeah, the Stones were the first one.
2: They're like, oh yeah, take your family to meet the Beatles. Lock up your daughters. The Stones are coming to town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, like that, to me is like super important. Yeah, they were fucking awesome. I hear they're still pretty good. Yeah, no one goes and see the Stones and goes, ah, it wasn't that good. They still are pretty fantastic.
1: Yeah, only if you saw them forty years ago and this year you could say that. But none of us are going to be like, fucking, I haven't seen videos of them forty years ago.
2: (laughs) And again, I always. I have such a huge respect for bands that can stay together. Even if I, yeah. I mean, I love the Rolling Stones, but like, I, I don't necessarily love U2, but I respect a band that doesn't break up.
1: Yeah, the, and U2 has never, I mean, the Stones retired a couple times. They yeah. kind of stopped, but U2 has never stopped. Yeah. They've Bono just,
2: gets on a lot of lists for greatest frontmen.
1: Yeah, I could see that. I yeah. wouldn't really do it. But, but yeah, he's
2: definitely on there. As far as like ability to like do the big rock
1: star thing. Yeah. You definitely can. That Zoropa shit, all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, there, I saw them once at the fucking Rose Bowl, and it was one of the best con- top 20, at least, yeah. that I've ever seen. It was unbelievable. There's the not, scope, the, but magnitude of the what... The list
2: of bands that can put on shows like that is really short. Oh, yeah. Not a lot of bands can put 100,000 people in the you Rose gotta Bowl. You've got to have, A, a ton of hits, because yeah. you can't... To keep 50,000 people's attention for a long time, you're not like, hey, here's the new one you got to have songs that everyone knows and wants to sing along with. And not 50.
1: Double that. Yeah. Is that mm-hmm. how
2: much did they fit the fucking roles? Yeah. For? It was like
1: 98,000. It's a lot of people. That's craziness, man. Yeah. It was fucking nuts. Who's, ne- who's next on your thing? Um, I guess, yeah, we both had Mick Jagger, I suppose. Oh, we did? Um, okay. Yeah. Um, Who do I want to go with next? I would say... And this is like, now we're getting away from the fucking, you know, machismo, bravado, fucking sex appeal rock and roll thing. I say uh, Jeff Tweedy from Wilco. Weird. Is a great front man.
2: I have no frame of reference to tell you. I still can't believe you haven't
1: gotten into Wilco. (laughs) And when I found out why, that made me even angrier. Because you're like, I just, their fans annoy me. I'm like, you don't even, haven't even heard the music? And you're like, rewrote them off based on the Why weren't the they douching? ever on the radio? I don't know.
2: Because it's not like they didn't have enough fans.
1: No, they kind of didn't for a while. They yeah. were like really, I mean, Wilco's been around since the 90s.
2: I guess they're like built to spill in that they have a devoted fan base, but yeah. don't get on the radio.
1: Yeah they they've been around since like 96, Okay, I mean, they've been around a while. So their the first few came out then, but they didn't really start to gain traction until like the mid early mid 2000s when they put out Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. That but was like they their, don't have a
2: radio hit per se. No. Okay. They've never
1: really been one of those bands. That's why I would have liked And they've that. had a handful of songs where you're like that could have been like a decent yeah. hit, but Yankee Hotel kind of that became a critical darling, and people were like, "This is America's Radiohead," and they're like, "These guys have been making great music this whole time, and this is another level." And then they just kept start kind of growing from there, and their fan base grew, and, right. um, and yeah, now people like a lot of people know who they are. Yeah. They're still not like you know, In they do the late they're like night a shows. Big ass
2: band, they're big. Yeah, they're a big band. I mean, they play. What venues do they play?
1: They, I've seen them at the. Palladium at the Wiltern at the Greek Theater, at the Hollywood Bowl. At uh they headline the Hollywood Bowl. Oh yeah, that's a big fucking band. Yeah, yeah. Um, where else have I seen them? I've seen them so many times. Right. I've seen them like eight or nine times. I just saw them at the Greek, August of two thousand fifteen. Right. Got a sweet concert poster out of it. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> It's like re- kind of reflective-ish, but it's a Greek theater, and there's like a light going out, and it says Wilco and the date on it. Huh. It's beautiful. Huh. Um, but yeah, I would say he's a great frontman because he kind of represents the band. When you think Wilco, you think Jeff Tweedy. Yeah. Because I know that name. I know nothing about Wilco. Yeah. They're, they're a rock band. They're like an alt-country yeah. rock band. But he's very much a singer-songwriter. You know, so when you hear the music, it's you're listening to Tweedy's mind. You know, that's yeah. what's going on, and the lyrics are great. He's really good at writing songs. He's got an interesting voice. He's, he doesn't have the best voice. He's not like his range isn't crazy. He's not out there fucking destroying it, but he has an interesting voice. He knows what to do with it, and it just feels like you're hanging out with a friend when you listen to that band. You know, it's like you're hanging out with him. And when you watch them live, he is – he doesn't move around a lot. It's not a fucking – they can rock out, but they can be kind of right in the middle. They can be – they can play slow, you know. And uh, what's great about it, though, is his charm on stage is really like – is really like uh, uh, intoxicating kind of because he's up there like – you can just feel that he's having a good time. Like, he's just like, I love being on stage. I love holding this guitar and I love playing music and I love making little jokes in between songs. Right. And I'm very aware of where I am and what I'm doing. And I'm loving being up here. And then you are loving being there with them. Right. He's just so good at making you feel that way. Yeah. But I mean, that's why I'm always like, every time they're in town, I have to go. Because it's yeah. like you're just hanging out with a bunch of Wilco fans and then. Fucking Tweety's up there and they have this huge catalog of shit and they play all this fun stuff and every single song they play, it's like they're having the best time and they're playing it for the first time.
2: That's what's nice about seeing a band for multiple years of your life. And if they don't get so humongous, going to like a show is like going to like a convention. Right. Like now we're just a bunch of fucking... Like I never felt like when I went to see Built to Spill, I wasn't like... Man, I hope there's no dicks at this at this show. Right. <laughs> like, I was not worried at all.
1: That's another thing with those. I mean, it's like they they attract that sort of crowd. People that are like, I love this music. I just want to listen. And I just want to fucking... I, everyone's in a good mood. Yeah. No one's fucking wasted and yelling stupid shit. Yeah. No one's yelling free bird. No one's trying yeah. to fight anybody. Everyone's just like, let's hang out with this fucking band and I and listen, listen to them sing about fun times and sad times and times on the road and heartbreak and all this shit put yeah. it it's like you're it's like seeing a friend you haven't seen in a long time and then you're like catching up and you're and you've known each other for a long time yeah. so you're talking about fun shit and superficial shit and real personal shit and nostalgic shit and sad shit and the entire time everything's okay it's not like a weird first date or like a like a, a friend of a friend that you're kind of having to shoot the shit with you're just like you pick up right where you left off yeah you've known each other 20 years and you hang out. And by the time you leave, you're like, I feel like I got some shit off my chest. And I fucking learned something new about someone I'm really fucking like tight with. Yeah. And then you go home and you feel fucking awesome. I've never left a Wilco <laughs> concert without feeling like life is great. Yeah. And and I, for a minute, I was like, should I put them on this list? And I'm like, you know what? There's a reason I've gone to see that band like eight or nine fucking times. Yeah. And there's a reason I feel that good. Every time after. And obviously the rest of the band is great. Nels Klein is a fucking phenomenal guitarist. Changed the direction of that band for the better. He's so good. He's so good. But Tweedy is just like the life force of that band. And you feel it every time the concert starts and he says, hey, how's it going? And they start fucking yeah. rocking out for America. <laughs> America's Radiohead. you um, Yeah, that's my love letter to Jeff Tweedy, everybody. Are you going to do Tom York? No. Really? No, I don't think he's a great frontman. Interesting. I think they're a total package band.
2: Interesting.
1: I mean, his voice, I mean, they're just a... It, for me, Radiohead is the band. I was thinking of putting Maynard from Tool, but Tool, it's, they're like... Tool's it's the band, it's too. It's the band.
2: See, I think Tool's more the band than Radiohead is the band. But I, I think, think Tom Maynard's York a great frontman. For sure. And a but better one
1: than Tom York.
2: I haven't seen enough Tool. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, for a minute, I considered it, but I'm like, Radiohead is more of a total package thing. Yeah, my next one
2: then is Roger Daltrey of the Who.
1: Yeah, great. That's another one too, mm-hmm. where him and Townsend are like a pair. Yeah, him and Townsend. Yeah, right it's Townsend. hard to think of one without the fucking windmill. Right yeah, now, the windmill. No, yeah, <laughs>
2: he's swinging the mic. The other uh, Townsend's yeah. doing the fucking windmill. But that guy. Bring it hard. And yeah. I like that he started as a mod and then he got, like, crazier.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same but, with Rolling Stones.
2: Yeah. yeah. But, like, also, like, do like, you know they did, like, a rock opera? Yeah. That he had that There's a pinball game based on it. Yeah, Tommy. played all the time. It's fucking great. <laughs> that guy could sing like yeah. crazy and just stand at the front of the stage and play huge songs. Yeah. And, you know, have have throngs and throngs of young people have their lives changed yeah. by that music.
1: I saw Dark Side of the Moon. He did it live uh-huh. when he, he, he toured with it. Yeah. And he did The Wall, too. And it was one of the coolest concert experiences ever. the shit, ever. man. It was fucking crazy.
2: The Who's good.
1: Yeah, they were really good.
2: I mean, The Who... Like, even their early songs that don't even sound like big, huge rock songs, but just I I Can't Explain song. I remember townsend was talking about it and he goes he goes i real, i looked out in the crowd and i saw a bunch of like pasty-faced awkward kids and i was like oh i'm their voice yeah and he was you know it's that like i hope i die before i get old yeah like i don't know you don't get punk without the who saying that right and fucking he's the one who said that and he said it the right way people were like wait what it that fucking people try you know they were one of the earliest bands to be like we're young and you f- old fucking people don't get it. Yeah. Like hey, people try to put us down. Fucking talk of this is my generation, not you guys. This is yeah. us. We don't you tried. You're boring. We're tired of it. We're t- don't give a shit about this Perry Como bullshit. Right. Take this Lawrence Welk garbage. Get away from us. We're about to break a bunch of shit on the yeah. stage.
1: Yeah, they were very much larger than life up there. Yeah. Which was like, I mean, and you had to be real fucking big on stage back then because that's what so many of those bands were doing. No goddamn screen. I mean, you're competing with like fucking Robert Plant and all these guys. Plant would have been a little later. Um,
2: Zeppelin's a little later.
1: Well, when did The Who quit? The Who was the 60s. But when did, well, yeah, I mean, Zeppelin was early to mid. Yeah. No, late sixties and mid seventies. I thought. I think the Who the
2: Who predates them. And Zeppelin's a little later. Okay, let's look this. The up. Wa- main thing they were and because there's a pretty good story. The 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 main like flamethrowers they were competing with was was uh, Jimi Hendrix. Oh yeah. Like there's that Woodstock story where the Who asked to go on before Hendrix, because and, and Hendrix just he goes Townsend goes Hendrix looked at me like you little his aunt I'm like yeah. you just want to be the first one up there breaking shit he was like yes yes i did so like,
1: 64 to 82 is the who was the who before yeah. they stopped and got back together three four times
2: <laughs> my mom went and saw the who when I was what? in seventh grade That's and she awesome. got me a t-shirt and fuck yeah what'd you do with it i wore it and it said the who and it said the kids are all right but everyone at school thought i had a new kids on the block shirt
1: yeah, the fucking Zeppelin was 68 to 80. Yeah. So they overlap for, like, years. But the Who was... No, they overlap, but the Who predates them. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, by a few years. But they were still, like, in their heyday. But they think were,
2: about those years, 64, 65, 66, 67, right. 68. Those are huge music years. Yeah. I mean, you get Zeppelin... You get you, you. can easily make the, like, leap in logic that Zeppelin's watching the Who and being like, we gotta start a goddamn band. right. You know. God. Robert Plant is kind of, is on my list too. Robert Plant is like the sexiest frontman. Yeah. You know? Like that guy, it's it's there's there's it's all sex with him. It's like sex and like witchcraft and shit. And yeah. like you know, he's singing like he's and singing just about
1: destruction. like destruction. Those yeah. guys were fucking
2: well, so destructive. Also, you know, Page, Jimmy Page was like the devil. It was all you know. Everyone thought he was into the occult and yeah. shit. So Zeppelin was just like pure darkness and sex magic. Yeah, it was different. Like that's the thing. His frontman energy was different. It was. Yeah. It was all just like, no. I'm only here to fuck your girl. Yeah. And by the way, you can do nothing about it because I am sex magic.
1: The amount of pussy <laughs> that guy must have got. It must have. Been. It's incredible it's i mean how did he not just get tired of fucking
2: he must have
1: he must have just been like i need a year off i bet you there have there were multiple multiple times where robert plant
2: passed out during sex because it was the seventh or eighth woman that day
0: yeah
1: i wonder what his number is it's high there's no way he knows there's no way he knows he's probably like i quit counting after a thousand
2: but yeah plant and page are dark sex magic yeah. And it's his his front man thing to me is very it's 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 its own thing. There it has its influence in like you can see but but he really was like no man I'm like this. You can almost like I bet you I bet you I would be interested to hear what Prince has to say about Robert Plant. Yeah, I'm sure there's something out there on it? mystical, very sexy. Yeah. And it's like not not afraid to like gender bend a little like as far as oh, what yeah. he was wearing and shit
1: yeah he, he totally did that I mean yeah. he was wearing like weird blouse type things where there's like one button all the way down yeah. by the belt you're like that's not even a real shirt someone had to make that yeah. for you Robert kind of Plant like. did
2: not know how to dress in cold weather on at all
1: no I mean he dressed like if any other male dressed like that walking down the street yeah People would be yelling homophobic slurs. Yeah. But when you're watching him on stage with Led Zeppelin, you're like, you're my god. I will literally yeah. do anything you say. I will yeah. kill anyone you want. Yeah. Who do you want me to murder? Yeah. I mean, yeah, he was amazing. We're just looking at still photography of them. You're just like, you guys are so cool. I, I want to be. You. I have. <laughs> I there is no part of me that
2: questions people that worship Led Zeppelin.
1: Yeah. I mean, I,
2: I, every once in a while you hear people like clown. They're like, "Oh no, Zeppelin's actually not considered that great." You're like, "What are you talking about?" Well,
1: I mean, as far yeah, as far as like musicianship and like how much they stole and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, but they were, they were just so good. I mean, Who but back then it's like everyone borrowed from the blues, and it wasn't really as you couldn't do that now. But back then it was just a little bit more common, but like the singing the 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 musicianship was there still, but it wasn't they weren't like the most original songwriters or anything like that, is what they always get clowned for. Is Um, that
2: is that the is that the rap on them? They're just not super original?
1: Yeah, they were I mean they were they who'd they they get They were always known for just like Jack and shit from like Robert Johnson and like all these old blues guys where they're like, That's not yours, that's not yours. Um yeah, that's been a. They're thing. always like
2: singing about like Tolkien and shit. Like they were pretty yeah. nerdy.
1: But yeah, they're. I mean, the the, the mu the I mean, like the music music. I mean, yeah. they were always known for like kind of heavily borrowing, if right. not just outright stealing, from old blues. But like that's just been a thing in rock and roll. Where the it's Stones like, did it like crazy. Yeah, you know, white thing. people did it. It's just they took the blues yeah, from Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, they've 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 gotten like a lot of flack for it over the years, okay. but fucking I zeppelin, mean, when you man. think rock and roll you think led zeppelin led zeppelin is a fucking rock and roll band man i mean just even the name led zeppelin led zeppelin it's just it, rock it, name. it that name is synonymous with rock and roll
2: like yeah if 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 i met anyone and i was like what are you into and they're like into led zeppelin i'd be like all right
1: i'm like oh you love rock and roll then cool man yeah
2: you are all you you live a rock and roll life if it was a girl i'd be like hey Seems like a cool chick.
1: Yeah. Hey, let's get married. Yeah.
2: You seem like a a killer chick that knows how to party. Yeah. If she
1: she goes, I love Led Zeppelin and I'd go cool, the next sentence would be, oh, wait, how did we get in your car and we're driving to Vegas to get married all of a sudden? (laughs) I did not notice that that happened.
0: I'm
2: basically into Led Zeppelin. Oh.
1: Yeah. I'm basically on the 15 freeway driving to Vegas with you. You
2: you sound like a groovy chick. Yeah. That's what I would say.
1: You sound like we're about to co-sign on an apartment together (laughs) because we're husband and wife. (laughs) Do you have any more? I have one more. I mean I could go on, but I think those were the biggest one ones. One of my
2: best ones I still have is, is I have left. Okay. Iggy pop. Iggy Pop and the Stooges. Yeah.
1: That's a hard one for me because he went solo. He
2: went solo early, but yeah. the Stooges is some of the best
1: songs. That's true, but he I don't think he became who he was until he went solo. I, that's why, because I, I thought of putting him on there too, and I was like. He was
2: Iggy and the Stooges when he was cutting himself up.
1: He was, but it took. I mean, and they got notoriety for, and Bowie even helped with that. Like, they were a thing. Yeah. But I think they were still more of like, it was the Stooges, and then when he went solo, Iggy Pop became a thing. Yeah. That's why I was like, I, 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 didn't, I didn't do it. I just, dude, of
2: that. as far as, the, like, I don't know a lot. Raw Power. Holy shit! Oh, I know.
0: Uh, holy, I mean,
2: sh- I mean, when Marin had Iggy Pop on, yeah, I was like, um, holy shit, dude. Yeah, I was like, the guy was in here. He's like, yeah, man, get in my fucking yeah. house. I was like, dude, that is fucking bananas. Uh, what my fa- what I love about Iggy Pop is anytime you like read like interviews with him or like stuff he said, the way he talks about the way people dressed, right? I fucking love it really because he's from like michigan you know right and you know he was trying to be glam rock and have all this crazy style and at that time in like detroit like you would literally get beat up on the street so when he would describe like why someone was cool he'd be like he was the kind of guy that wore a red jacket and you were like what was, like, was that a thing you're like no he's like was the kind of guy that had red leather boots right. And you were like oh but like we take that for granted but, like, no, no, if a guy showed up wearing that, you're like, wait a minute, what's this guy about? This guy's fucking different. Like, yeah. I watched the thing about Iggy Pop, and, you know, coming up, they would play, like, gyms. You know, <laughs> the gigs they got were just in these random places, and people fucking hated it, and they would get
1: beat up. The cops would beat them up. It, it, that book, Please Kill Me, talks about it a lot. That's a good sign that you're, I mean, you're doing something right when the fucking cops are showing up and beating your ass. yeah. That's a good sign.
2: But I mean, as far as just like outlaw level destruction to the point where he's like, "Um, by the way, I'm going to bleed all over the stage." Iggy Pop, man. Yeah. He's the shit.
1: Um Yeah, I think that's all. I want to maybe honorable mention um obviously Maynard. <laughs> um <laughs> My honorable mention is Bruce Dickinson. Yeah. For sure. Uh, and then uh, Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Age. Good one. He's a good front man in different ways, you know? He split. Yeah, He's just for like, sure. He embodies for that sure. fucking, like, I've, I'm a desert rock guy. Also like, I clearly own ways. 357 Chevys that are not even put together, and they're on cinder blocks next to a fucking cactus.
2: As well as some 357 Magnums. There's, I don't yeah. think there's such thing as a 357 Chevy. Like, uh, 327?
1: Wait, what did I say?
2: You said 357, like the gun?
1: No, I said I own three 57 Chevys. Fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> Like I own a bunch of trucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah I was like, wait, what did I, I didn't talk yeah. about guns. I'm like, what but you, you know
2: what? About? There's something about him, too, because there's always a guitar. He yeah. doesn't just stand there and sing. He's got a guitar in his fucking yeah. hip, ripping, yeah. as well he's as... he's intimidating. Sing. Yeah, he's a
1: big dude. But he's, he's got like, this cool voice. Like, here's the
2: thing. Josh Homme... Play a great show, then could definitely kick your ass. For sure. <laughs> like, he fuck you up, man.
1: I've probably said this before on the podcast, but I saw him, I saw the Queens of the Sony's in San Diego once where a guy in the crowd threw a bottle and he stopped and pointed him out and was just like, was that you, motherfucker? Yeah. He's like, why don't you fucking come up here and and be a tough guy to my face right now? The guy goes, yeah, that's what I fucking thought. (laughs) Like, he got serious and threatened to fight the guy. And the guy backed down and he goes, and then they just went right back into rocking. I'm like, that was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in concert. Josh
2: is the kind of dude that you get in a fight with and he's like, nobody call the cops.
1: Yeah. you're like, "Oh, oh, yeah. No other fucking rock front man is like that. T- they could look tough they could look fucking like uh, but they're I'd not
2: to, I'd have to throw in Mike Ness Mike Ness has been known to jump in a crowd and getting fist I fight. could see
1: him doing that back in the day now um, yeah I mean there's punk bands that were cause they just that's how they came up yeah. but like just rock band front men, like who the fucking Brandon Flowers of the Killers is gonna do that <laughs> I mean, Wynn <laughs> Butler from the Arcade Fire. Is he gonna go fight
2: a guy, dude? I have to. I think proper respect, Mike Ness from Social D.
1: Yeah, I was. I considered that too.
2: Mike Ness. I. I saw. I went to the Hootenanny once. Uh They were fucking great, and Mike Ness like stopped the show because like some guy was was being too like fucked up in the crowd and like bumped into a kid and then some uh-huh. kid and the kid's mom. Started like throwing the guy around. The guy was like, you're getting your ass kicked by that kid's fucking mom. It was fucking right. great. But yeah, Mike Ness, again. Yeah. First of all, coming up in the so- SoCal punk scene back then when it was not cool. Talk about getting your skulls cracked by cops and getting oh, beat yeah. up in the street by jocks. But I like that dude. That guy walks it and talks it and Social G is fucking good.
1: Yeah, they were really great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then a couple other, and I really I wanted to include them, but I don't know why I didn't. Um, but probably my top honorable mention is uh, James Hetfield from Metallica. Fair, that guy fucking he is. You think of more of him? You think when you think Metallica, you think him? Yeah, well, he's another one. No, I'd say Metallica is another pairing where you think him and Lars. Uh, like I always kind of put them together. Yeah. As far as personalities, they were always kind of like. Well, they're the bosses of the band. Yeah, they're
2: the spokesman.
1: Yeah, Laura's a little more as far as like a like a like here's opinions, but they're always yeah. like, and they're the two personalities really. I behind loved the band.
2: Uh, uh, Kirk Hammett's guitar playing.
1: Yeah, he was good. Great. Yeah, um, but yeah, I would put him up there, and then, and I was never a big fan of the band, but um, Eddie Vedder is a okay. great a great frontman.
2: I. Um, have one that I didn't put on because I think he's probably a huge asshole is Axel Rose. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But Guns N' Roses was fucking great. Right. And that guy was a great front man for, yeah. for the for the time when he was able to hold it together. Yeah. Guns N' Roses was about as badass as you got during that time. Yeah. And like, when you, they were a dangerous band at that time.
1: When you look at this list, you got to sit there and think like fucking how hard is it to be a good frontman, You gotta compete with All the people we just listed All and, that history Yeah And stand out still yeah. To be considered I also
2: wanted like to you put, gotta be so talented I also consider Chrissy Hines pretenders. Okay yeah yeah She's fucking great Yeah I agree And another just Guitar on her hip ripping Yeah Like not just like singing Like playing the song Like responsible for uh, You know And when you think The pretenders You think Chrissy Hines Right You know you don't know The other guys names Also Blondie I mean shit
1: Yeah yeah, you know she's great. Um, send us, send us yours. I'm sure we missed some, and there were some we had, been probably didn't include. Because this literally you could just do this for fucking another hour and a half. Yeah. But those are the ones where I was like, do they? St-? And I didn't want to pick the obvious ones. Like I didn't go to Freddie Mercury. You had to, but like I didn't want to go with like Robert Plant and Eddie. I uh, know Eddie yeah. better. Uh, um, uh, fucking Daltrey and and right. Mick Jagger. I was like, those are a given I wanted to think of like other ones like Tweety and it was generational where I was o, like, gotta obviously. be
2: somebody from recent but like the big ones yeah some of the big ones to me were just too good where I was like yeah, yeah. some of these people were great but holy shit yeah. those guys were like otherworldly
1: so yeah send us ones we probably forgot um and then we'll uh but
2: then again but again James Brown
1: right yeah James and then Brown. we'll we'll consider him for James next Brown and time. Prince.
0: all right that does it
1: See you next week.